the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Of course, we're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate, which is just about everything from buying to selling, legal problems, financing, mortgages, how to deal with rowdy neighbors, co-living, and crowfunding. We can even tell you what color to paint your front door to make it more appealing to buyers. My co-host, Jerry Feeney, is on vacation this week. Where is he, Ace? I'm not sure. I know, but we hope he's having a good time. Yeah, he's probably having a great time. (laughs) But our mortgage and finance expert, Ace Wernatusaparp, is here today. Um, Ace is vice president with Citizens Bank. And I promise you, within this year, Ace is going to host the show. Okay? (laughs) Don't Uh, do that to me, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to take a moment to thank Citizens Bank for their support of this show. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. They're the third largest originator of loans in the Northeast. A great place to apply for a mortgage or a home equity loan, as Ace can tell you, and so can I, since my my yeah. loans are out with Citizens. They are. Um, they also help their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and the convenience of approximately 3,200 ATMs and approximately 1,150 branches in 11 states. So give Ace a call at 866-970-9622, 866-970-9622 with any mortgages or finances questions you have. And it doesn't only have to be about mortgages. No. I mean, <laughs> they're a full banking. They do everything. And speaking of online, you can go to the App Store and download Iron Real Estate's app and listen to us at your leisure. And soon I'm coming out with the DottieHerman.com. So you can do the, the app. You can do DottieHerman.com. You can do Element at radio. And uh, if I can ever get to say Ace's name, right, you'll be able to <laughs> go to his site and get Oops. any way that's good for you. You know, today in the world we live in, everybody likes to... Do things different times or different ways. And so um, Douglas Elliman and Citizens, we're here and we'll communicate with you in the way that you need to communicate. If it's by phone, so be it. If you want to email us, if you want to text us, if you want to – I get stuff on Facebook. I actually can't keep up with it. Yeah, I know. I mean, people messenger me. But any any way you want. Now, if you call – if you ask me a question at 3 in the morning, I might be up to actually answer Oh, she'll be up all right. Okay. Um, so you and you also know you can call us, you can get us at radio show 
It's all one word, radio show at element.com. Or visit my Facebook and Twitter pages. Also joining me on the panel today is author and journalist Stephen Gaines, who has his own radio show on National Public Radio for nine years and has written three best-selling books about real estate. In just a little while, Dan Sater is joining us. And, of course, you all know Dan if you're listening to our show, which you should be. Dan's a nationally recognized credit expert and a credit coach for the credit repair industry. Plus, he's also... uh, was a mortgage yeah. loan originator for 17 years before he started Credit Score Advisor. And Credit Score Advisor, and remember, before you start your journey, always check your credit first. You don't want to wait till it's time that you need to get the mortgage. You want to have that all taken care of. And even if you're not buying a home, you might need it for, you're going to need it for a rental. If you buy a car, it's something that credit rules. So you should always be on top of your credit. I know that seems like a pain in the neck and people don't really do it enough, but you you really should do it. And Dan is brilliant about credit and absolutely Ace can also help you with credit. Um, So again, if you have any credit issues or questions, 866-970-9622. In our second hour, we're going to be talking to Mike Conti, one of New York's top insurance experts in flood insurance for both houses and apartments. And there was an article I was reading. I don't know that I discussed it on the um, air because I'm not sure that I believe it or not. So when I'm not sure that I believe it or not, I don't necessarily tell you. But they were saying that waterfront property has gone down. Now, they're talking nationally. Um, I don't, And they said that's because of the, of the weather we've been having and the flooding. And I, you know, I can't speak for Florida. I'm not an expert in Florida. Um, but I can tell you here... I, you know, in New York, waterfront property in Long Island is still at a premium. Yeah. And there's only so much waterfront. Uh, and people that are ri- feel that there's too much risk, well, those people are not going to buy by the water. But there are many people that just love to be by the water. They find a serenity. Mm-hmm. But he's going to talk about insurance because it is can be tough to get insurance for waterfront. Or not even waterfront. I don't live on the water. I'm probably like a mile away. And uh, I had a hard time. So he's going to give you uh, what you can do. And uh, he's really an ace at what he does. So you won't want to miss him. He's uh, he, he doesn't take anything for granted with homeowners insurance when it comes to hurricanes. And a lot of people don't understand. And when we had our hurricanes here... A lot of people had the wrong insurance because flood insurance is one thing. And then if you get damaged by the wind, you know, it's completely different. So you really need to know about different kinds of insurance and what you need to cover yourself properly. I always tell you what happens on this day. So on this day, September 8th in 1664, which was a long time ago, the Dutch surrendered New Amsterdam to the British, which they named New York. How do you like that? Yeah. Um, but the British wouldn't keep it very long, as it turned out. Now, on this day, and I remember seeing this movie, so I am dating myself, but <laughs> you don't have to be my age to see it. You might have seen it anyway. On this day in 1960, Alfred Hitchcock had Psycho, starring Anthony Perkins and Janet Leigh. And all I can remember is his dead mother that you didn't know was dead, and all of a sudden he stuffed her. 
Yes. And in the bedroom, and this chair turned around, and there was the stuffed mother, and I freaked out. Yeah, scary. <laughs> the music was scary. Yeah, the music was scary. The mu- exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I remember that, but that's 1960. Yeah. And I was just talking to the driver that drove me here, and, he, and you know, I, I don't know, there's a parade today. I almost didn't make it. I'm like, what's the parade? He said, Labor Day. I said, well, didn't that pass already? Um, and then he said to me, well, you know, but also 9-11, and we're coming close. And yeah, how long true. is it? 20, 2001, one. Right? Yeah. So it's 18 yeah. Yeah, years ago. And so, uh, hey, and I look at, we're downtown now. We're broadcasting uh, right on by Broadway. Right by the World Trade Center. Right yeah. by the World Trade Center. And I remember... They said nobody would live here. They said nobody would live in a high building. That's right. I remember. You remember? And I have to hand it to New Yorkers. They are resilient. And they're like, no one's getting us out of here. We're going to stay. We're going to rebuild. And we're not letting anyone, anyone displace us. And they stayed. And it was a mess. And poor businesses. I mean, it it was like one big bomb out. You have to see it now if you haven't been downtown and on Broadway and where the World Trade Center is. You should come. And if you haven't seen the museum, if you're in New York, it's a must. I mean, Dottie, even before 9-11, it was was a ghost town here on the weekends. Now there's just so much hustle and bustle and... So many shopping, retail, restaurants. I mean, it's it's amazing down here. It is, and I hand that to New Yorkers who are like, hey, you know what? And I guess... You know what? I always tell people this. As tra- I mean, that is probably one of the biggest tragic things yes. I've seen in my lifetime. <clears throat> However, sometimes there's always something good that comes out of things. And I re- do remember that after 9-11, people, it, just people walked around and everybody felt each other's pain and everybody was one. <clears throat> We were Americans, and everyone just looked at each other, and we were all together. And for the first time in my lifetime, I had seen a uni- so yeah. united uh, with American flags and people uh. singing God Bless America. And it was one. I'm not sure how long it lasted, maybe eight months. But I, I don't know that it ever can be that again. But I think that we should all try to get our country a little bit closer together and get this politics we're all americans and at that the end so of true. the day our differences <clears throat> and put, putting us together being together not letting our differences separate us um, that's what makes us strong so mm-hmm. i hope we all do that um if i said it was the end of the summer last weekend because it was labor day of course i take it back i knew it was <laughs> not the real end of summer but you know I think for my days of when I was a kid in school, yeah, we always defined the end of the summer when we had to go September. back to school, right? Yep. It wasn't the exact day. Um, so, I, but it was perfect su- summer days. It was a great week. And do you remember, I don't know if, 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 if your mom ever told you this, do you remember the expression that people never wore white after Labor Day? There was supposedly a thing that after Labor Day, you're not supposed to wear white. Uh, And the reason they said that is when they moved back to New York City, where it was grimy, white clothes got dirty very Uh, quickly. There was really no real thing to it. There's no real thing to it. No. 
And that was the reason. And I thought that was an interesting yeah. thing, even though now anything goes, I think. Anything, uh, anything and goes. In, and in New York City, anything goes for sure. Exactly. <laughs> okay. What does the winter hold in store for us? Not that I want to talk about winter yet. No. Um, not too bad, though. According to the forecast from the famous Farmer's Almanac, for this coming winter, winter temperatures will be much above normal. On average, with the coldest periods in early to mid-December, early and late January, and early February. Precipitation will be slightly above normal with below normal snowfall. So looks like we won't get a lot of snow. And you see, I'm for snow, but I'm for snow when it's so much that it closes everything down for a day. And it's kind of like, you know, when you were in school and you got a snow day? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know what? If, if if the weather people say that it's going to be a pretty light, light winter, get ready for a heavy winter because um, they're they're right probably ten percent of the time, Dottie. So you know, and we'll you see. know, Ace. That's why I say in my next life, what do I say? I'm coming you back. You want to be a weather girl, a weather woman, you because never you never wrong. have to be right, and exactly. the people don't expect you to be. Yep. Okay. So you can kind of uh, <sighs> wing it. Yeah. Chance of. By the way, we had pending, getting back to real estate, we had pending home sales fall for seven straight months. And that was when Jonathan Miller um, and the National Association of Real Real Estate and the signed contracts fell a a little bit in in July. But home prices are rising. Now, why would they, contracts be falling and home prices rising? Because there's not enough inventory. inventory, meaning there's not enough product. So the prices are going higher because, you know what, it's not, the demand is greater than the supply. They were up more than 6% in June. And regionally, home sales in the Northeast, which is where most of us reside, rose about 1% for the month, um, but a little lower than a year ago. Actually, I think it's kind of a... I. I don't know how to explain this market. I think it's like a kind of uh, a normal a normal market. I mean, how would you explain it? I mean, how you you're seeing a lot of mortgages. Yeah, I, I see I still see a lot of activity, Dottie. You know, there's and and for the homes that are priced right, they're moving. They're moving fairly quickly. So, um I think um really the market I, I think it's a very particular market. I think sellers need to really price right and buyers need to you know, I, I see a lot of buyers looking for that amazing deal in this marketplace. And and really, to your point, Dottie, the inventory is so, there's so little. They're, they're, you know, we have to be realistic with, um, you know, buyers giving, um, I guess, a an ideal price and sellers coming down a little bit just to have, um, you know, just, look, there's a price correction for sure from last year. But the market is still heavily, heavily, um, there's a lot of traffic. Okay, so a lot of times I read conflicting articles, Ace, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll say, they'll say, oh, mortgage rate, interest rates um, have hurt affordability. Now, obviously, they're up a little, but they're really Dottie, not up. I mean, Dottie, these I get, are, and, and, and let me tell you, when you read this stuff, <laughs> yeah. and I want to quote CREP, I'm not saying the word, <laughs> okay? I lived in markets that were 11, 15%, and people bought. We had to be so creative on how, and the seller and the buyers had to work together. But people bought. And when I hear this, I'm like, I don't think they know what they're talking about. Sorry, rates, rates are at 4, 4.7%. 4.7, think about it. It's still so low. 
And, and, well, and, I, mean, I mean, I guess what they're trying to say is that there are certain people that that little percentage point will make a difference. But see, then if you go to someone like Ace or you go to Citizens Bank and you sit with somebody and you do your credit and you do your job history, there might be income that you can put correct. in. There's a lot of ways that they can be creative and it's not fraudulent or anything. Obviously, we would never ask to do that, nor would anyone do that. But you're sitting down with professionals who know how to fill it out and make your application shine. So um, what's the interest rates now? It's 4.7%, Dottie. So still, still, <clears throat> still below the 5% mark, which is at an all-time low. And, and for most folks that are listening, I just want to let them know, you know, people live in the payment, not in the rate, right? So, you know, really sit down with a, a mortgage loan officer, work at the payments, because you'll be surprised how much you can qualify for. There's so many clients right. that come that come to my desk and they and they tell me what their what their budget is and then once we work out the payments they're like oh my goodness Ace you know I can actually afford a little bit more so you know Ace you make a good point sometimes instead of looking at the qualification you sit with an Ace or somebody at Citizens Bank and tell them this is what I'm comfortable in paying correct. And sometimes you could maybe afford more, yeah. but that's not what you're comfortable in because you want to have money to go out and things of that nature. Exactly. So that's really a good point. You should always go through the regular qualification, but then go look at what you, because it's all how you live. Yeah. Sit Some down people, with an expert. Yeah. Let them know what your lifestyle is, and then you know we'll we'll find the right product um, tool for you. So. Okay. So this was from um, Brad Inman, and Inman's a pretty well respected. Uh, uh, guy that's kind of a genius. I know him very well. And he wrote, what you need to know about U.S. luxury housing market in 2019, which is next year. And it says next year will be remembered as the year when balance started returning to the luxury market. And what does he mean by that? Um, Luxury homes continue to perform strongly, but, you know, he's noticing some headwinds to appear that are worthy of a closer look, meaning that, um, you know, they're going to be strong, but they the people have bought them and they're going to taper off and you can probably get not a steal, but a, but a good deal. And if you're looking at something now, and this is my advice, most real estate brokers are working for the seller and it is against the law for them to tell you the bottom line of what the seller will take. And I'll give you an example. If you are a seller and you're selling your home, and let's say you put it at 750000 but then you say to me, but Dottie, I would really take 740000 or 735000 Okay, so now Ace comes in, he's a buyer, he likes the house, and I tell him, Ace, this seller would really take 740000 Well, do you think they're ever going to pay the full price? No. Would they have paid more? Maybe. So we really can't tell you what that number is. And a lot of times the seller doesn't even know the number. I, I've watched sellers all of a sudden one day say, forget it, I'm sick of showing my house, just put this price down. And, and, and the listing brokers up until that point were saying, you can't get it at that price. That's true. So you never know. If you like something... Put in a good offer with a good down payment that you're pre-approved. Make the offer. If it is rejected, tell the broker to leave it as a standing offer in case the seller might change his mind down the road. I think that's really good advice. That's great advice. 
Um, and I don't think people know that enough. Um, I know we're going to be coming up with a break. I still have uh, a lot of like little real estate things that I want to tell you about 2019. And uh, just want you to know that. The richest city, do you know what it is? What is that, Tony? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong topples New York as the world's richest city. Wow. The number of people worth 30 million grew 13% this year. Yeah, I can see okay, that. Okay, so um, watch out for Hong Kong. We'll be right back after our commercial break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we were just uh, talking, uh, Ace and myself, telling you it's, um, about Hong Kong, and that Hong Kong is um, top of New York, is the world's richest city, and that uh, the number of people were 30 million mm-hmm. or more, grew about 13%. And Hong Kong now has more multimillionaires than New York. Yeah. And that's uh, that's because New York has a lot. But that there, the shift has helped Hong Kong become the world's richest city as measured by the number of people worth 30 million yeah. or more. There's the, that movie that um, is number one right now, Crazy Rich Asians. It's uh, based out of Singapore. So yeah. um, definitely. Uh, U.S., Get going. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for now, the U.S. still dominates the world of rich. Yes. Accounting for about a third. I mean, the U.S. accounts about a third of the world's ultra high net worth individuals. There are nearly 80,000 people in the U.S. worth 30 million or more compared with only 17,000 in China. 80,000. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's I mean, a lot. I don't know the whole population, how much that is, but because... Sometimes you get jaded. Um, sometimes I say, you know what? I mean, at Douglas Elliman, I mean, Ace can tell you, we sell a lot of yeah. high, high-priced stuff. But we also sell regular stuff, and mm-hmm. we do rentals. And sometimes you kind of get jaded to what the world, or if you go to San Francisco or you go to L.A. But really, um, a lot of the world doesn't have that. I mean, so you, you, it's just that you see it in major cities. Uh, but that's still a lot. That's still a lot. But, but, but unfortunately, the U.S. recorded the weakest growth among the top seven countries, meaning they're still at the top. Still the top. But they, they haven't grown, you know, the others. But, but, but I think it's because the others are coming from a lower yes, number. Exactly. So you have to look at that. Yeah. I thought this was fun. And I always have to have fun, too, on the show. And 85, do- and 85 million, okay, if you know anyone who can spend 85 million, an 85 million New York City condo it came with two tickets to space. Okay, one mil- a $1 million yacht. And uh, it was a 15,000-square-foot duplex penthouse in Hell's Kitchen with 10 bedrooms and 11 bathrooms, two tickets to outer space, a $1 million yacht, two Rolls-Royce Phantoms, one Lamborghini, courtside tickets to the Brooklyn Nets, a live-in butler, a private chef, a summer stay at Hampton's Mansion, and a year's worth of weekly dinners at a great restaurant. And that's just for $85 million. So uh, would you say they threw in a lot of perks? Yeah. 
Well, that's a lot of perks. 85 but, million. But for that's... 85 million, I don't think you need the perks. Yes, I exactly. think you could afford your own perks. I'll buy my own perks with $85 million. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I mean, that might help you if you were cheaper property. Yeah. But at $85 million, I think whoever can spend $85 million, uh, can afford those perks. But I also think they might have done it just to get publicity yeah. so that their listing stands out. And when you're selling a property, um, you want to have your property stand out in the crowd and be creative. And maybe, you know, sometimes you can talk to Ace and maybe – Instead of giving a price reduction, you can pay the points. Yeah. Things to make it stand out. By the way, Hudson Yards and Ace, have you looked at that? It's poised uh, to be the city's priciest project. The city plans to spend $374 million on the project. Have you, have you driven past it, Dottie? It's, it's like its own city. It's a city. Yeah, it's a city within a city. It's, it's a city it's, within a city, yeah. and I'm mad at myself because when I first cut – kind of was looking at the models, I said I should buy one of these, not to live in as an investment. But they were so expensive for yeah. where they were. I was like, oh, they're too high, you know. But I'm sure they're going to end up getting it. Yeah. It's a city within a city. It's, and, uh, it's beautiful. The architecture is amazing. Yeah. You know, and Amazon, did they pick? I don't think Amazon not picked yet. the city yet. yet. We talked on the radio that Amazon's looking for a home and wherever their home is. And I think it, the finalists were... I think Atlanta, Boston, New York, and Miami. Yeah. And one of the biggest factors that will decide the answer is how how they choose the city will be the impact on housing affordability. So I think that that might leave New York out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. uh, it brings a lot of jobs. So whatever city gets, it's good for their jobs because uh, I think they're going to bring tons of jobs. I hear Texas is in the runnings. So. Yeah, Texas is doing great. Yeah, I just had dinner with uh, the uh, guy named Bob Hale, which I love, who is the uh, head of all the MLSs in Texas. Wow. So um, it was good. But, I, but I, I think they should know soon. I, I think they should know soon. Yeah. The, I, Somebody asked me a question, where do foreign real estate investors buy in New York City? And I usually say, like, everywhere. Um, but New York really has remained one of the most expensive real estate markets, even though Hong Kong has, uh, well, that's with millionaires, okay? But I think we were the number one because somebody emailed yeah. me or, or no, they texted me or I think I told you on the radio show that they were number one as far as the most expensive places to live and buy real estate in the U- U.S. And somebody wrote, are we supposed to brag about that, Dottie? And I said, well, I'm not bragging about it. I'm just telling you that's a fact, and that just shows that people want to be here. The Big Apple is a draw for investors from all over the world, including China, Europe, and the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good investment. It's one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world. Only second to London in popularity. And so they were kind of looking at where they buy. And, you know, we're in the business. I don't. Uh, you know, I think they buy in a lot of places in the city, uh, but they say one of the key groups is Chinese that buy. And when the Chinese economy slows, showed signs of slowing up, uh, they were snapping up U.S. assets uh, and getting their money out. And they say that the, their research says clients have been buying 5 million plus condos on Fifth Avenue and Park Avenue 
one million to two million condos on the Upper West Side. Upper West if side. they were spending one to two million, they would buy on the Upper West Side because it's hard to buy on Park Avenue for one to two million. I know that uh, foreigners usually like labels, like they, they like a name, like mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue, um, the Upper West Side, um, and two to million or Tribeca and Soho. Now that doesn't mean they don't buy any place else, but those are some of the uh, the key places that the uh, Chinese are buying separately from Russia and the Middle East are snapping up properties at Columbus Circle and Central Park uh, West. Now Columbus Circle actually divides the West Side yeah. from the East Side. It's you know, and it's it's kind of a a good place to be, and there's a lot of stores and a lot of restaurants, and it's fairly touristy. And uh, it's a, a place where they buy. The Upper East Side, when they have kids in school, um, many Asian buyers are expressing an interest in the Upper East Side because the schools are there. I mean, most of the there. schools are on the Upper East Side. Uh, I think they're now having some good downtown yeah. schools. Uh, so people always do look where the schools are, too. But I think Queens is happening now also. Oh, Queens, it's, uh, it's, it's a melting pot. You, you have everything there. You have Astoria, you have LIC, you have Woodside. You have all, all different walks of life uh, living in Queens. So it's amazing there. Yeah. I mean, so New York, I, I'll tell you, if you buy right and you can hold it, and that's the key in real estate, uh, anywhere, if you can buy right and you can hold it and you're not forced to sell over time, it usually performs well. You know, talking about that, Dottie, you know, I still regret it. You, you brought up Columbus Circle, and I had a, and I had an opportunity to buy a unit in the Time Warner building. I like that building. About 10 years ago, and it was for 900000 900 Now it's going for $6 million. <laughs> I just want to shoot myself, Dottie. <laughs> oh, again, I, should have, I forgot to shut my phone. Um, so, yeah, well, I, I think I remember when I could have bought there, and I love it there, but it seemed, oh, I, I just didn't do it, and I thought, I, well, I can't afford it. Yeah. I think I would have made four times the money. Wow. I mean, and I think it's a great location. Like it's, it's an amazing location. Yeah, everything's around it. So anyhow, um, somebody said, I had a question. I have a couple of questions for myself and Ace. Um, one of them, and by the way, um, I don't know when our guests are supposed to come on because somebody forgot to send me the schedule, so you'll just have to bear with me. Um, but somebody asked me a question, when is the best time of year to buy a house? Hmm. Good question. Um, well, I think the seasonality is less now. There used to be a definite seasonality, uh, and, and it's the seller's market in most places. Uh but home buyers, I think, with children, if you're looking, if you're if you're going to be selling to home buyers with children, they usually want their kids to be settled in September. Mm-hmm. So they usually look in the summer, and then they kind of look up until thank, maybe Thanksgiving. It slows up a little during the holidays. But remember, there's less inventory on the holidays, so your house could stand out. And then they buy in spring. Spring is a big market because then their kids can... Be settled, go to camp, and start their new school yeah. again. But truthfully, we're seeing less and less of seasonality.
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course, uh, we have uh, Dan Sater, our credit coach, on, the, on the, here to talk about uh, what is vocal theft. But before I take Dan, um, I have uh, someone who's been on the line, so I want to take Pauline's call. Good morning, Pauline. Hi. Hi, well, how are sure you? I was allowed to call in again because it was a couple of weeks ago. I think <laughs> oh, I you're in. allowed to call in whenever you have okay. a question. And if you have a question, remember, a lot of people have the same question. They just, uh, so you're answering. This is sort of a multi-question, but originally they asked me to just narrow it down. So I'm asking, because I've never asked Ace a question, though I've, you know, heard him and you've talked about him so much. Um, Basically, like, when my husband passed away a couple of years ago, I've not done anything, in other words, to settle everything. But, um, so I know my, I had not had a credit, you know, um, I haven't done anything with credit in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking if, well, if I sell my co-op, hopefully it'll be in cash. But I know that's always cash, no matter which way you go, through a mortgage or through somebody giving you cash. Since I live in Flushing, Queens, there are a lot of Asians that would buy my uh, co-op in cash and still have good credit to be able to be approved by my board. Yes. Now... If I were, and I'm all, I'm 58, and so um, and I'm actually a widow of a vet, so I'm wondering because I thought I heard that vets' wives can get a special, but it might not be true. Uh, I don't know a if special I heard correctly. What? You mean special what? like VHA, whatever that oh, loan the mortgage? is, that you don't have to have down payment. The VA mortgage. Right. Ace, just so, tell everybody so, what a VA... If yes. he's dead, I don't know if they qualify got anymore. It, got it. That, that I can check. Um, but a VA loan, basically, it's for veterans that have served for our country. Um, so okay. That, so, not, um, not, their, not their widows. Okay. So, so that I can Double check. 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 I can definitely check, especially if he, if he passed away. Um, but I can definitely get back to you, Pauline. That's a, that's a great question. That First of all, and Pauline, Ace, that is a good question. Yeah. We've been in the business a long time, and I know... Exactly what Ace is saying, yeah. that better, that people that were in the war can put zero money down. Exactly. But no one's ever asked me about yeah. the wives, so that's a great question. Because really I heard a vet show where they talked about it, then I heard it again as another, I didn't re-listen to the show, but then I heard, no, it's just for the vet, but I'm actually hopefully going to have a boyfriend who's a vet, so maybe we'll do something oh. together, oh. but that's, okay. that's a possibility, but I don't want it Good to be the you. only reason I want to get together with him. Definitely. But remember, if you have a boyfriend, make sure if you're buying anything together, you yes, kind of... Do, Do it right that so that, yeah, so that, you know, if, if I mean, I'm sure it's going to work, but if you just got, if, if something yeah, doesn't work, you want to make sure. Yeah, you don't have any problems later on when right. you so pass just, away. Yeah. <laughs> right, so just make sure. But you know what? There's if you, another, if you, we you, have a short show next week. It's only an hour, but Ace okay. will find out, will and he'll, out. and you can call in or he'll tell you uh, over. And yeah, call Ace, us back next before week. I, yes. Before I let you go, can I ask you one more aspect of this? Of because um, when the money comes, I was just told recently by my financial advisor that my I cannot take my co-op profits and do a 1031 because this is not like for like. In other words, this is a regular property that I live in. So I don't know if this is even true. Now, Jerry's not there for me to him to answer that one. I think Jerry would know the answer. More. Well, well, you can but, definitely um, u- utilize 1031 exchange. Are you, what type of property are you looking to buy? 
Well, I have a co-op, and I'm living in it, and so I was thinking of, I thought the 1031 means I just have to buy any kind of property. It could be investment, or it has to be investment. I don't remember. But then I was told by my financial advisor that you have to buy, like, you have a residential, and you're upping, you got to buy other, other residential. I'm like, I don't want to buy a bigger home. I don't need bigger. I want smaller, but I would spend the money investing, and may, maybe even pay for my son's mortgage. So that, you know, I don't know how this is going to work because well, I really we, wanted to transfer everything into an yeah. IRA. I mean, not to the I, well, it's IRA money. So, so traditionally, oh. Pauline, on a 1031 exchange, you have to purchase it for a higher value. Um, but there are there is a new law that just came out um, that you can actually buy it in target growth um, locations in New York City. And they'll allow you to buy okay. something of lesser value. So, but I thought um, it could be like a few properties because that's what I remember asking Jerry. He said you could do it in more than one property. You could do it in, in the bigger amount, like because correct. I Jer- like to find value properties before I wouldn't want to buy a huge, like in a, a luxury home where I don't think you know it's going to keep going up. I don't believe that, so that's why I'm looking for lower value homes that worth will be worth more. Like you just said, I think that's the way to go, Paulie. Right. Just by the way, I happen to agree with you on the investment end of it. I think if you buy moderate, like, you know, because if you buy very high price, if it doesn't sell, then, you know, that's a big risk. I think uh, right. buying, you know, very affordable housing and turning it over. And, uh, but, you know, I think if you have a little bit more information, because uh, I don't know your exact situation. Should I talk to maybe him in person? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah well, Jerry will be Jerry back call. next he'll, week. He'll so just either call in and then he'll give you the number and okay. you should talk to him. And the other aspect I forgot to mention was um, I'm actually thinking of investing some money. Everybody's not advising me to use any, like, retirement money, but whatever money, once I have some money selling this co-op, I want to invest in um, crypto. And I'm wondering now, if I don't have credit, <laughs> now having crypto would be another – that would that be an Pauline, asset that I can to use? Me. Listen to me. <laughs> you are a very smart woman. You know a lot of different things. Here's what I want you to do. Take a deep breath. And okay. look at <laughs> the next 10 years of your life and what your goals are. Definitely. Because you, 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 it's not, they're all investments um, and they're good, but you have to look at, gee, what do you want? What kind of risk are you looking What's to take? Risk tolerance? What kind of, uh, how yeah, long do you want that return? And, you're, and I'm not it's saying, money. yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> your son. Then that's different if you're doing it for your son. But, you know, you want to look at the risks on everything and how long it would take to make money. And to advise you over the phone would be really not. Oh, I know that. Okay. You do that. But you, you, you know what? You should start out by looking at your goals uh, in the next five and ten years. And what your goals for your, if it's for your son, what, his, what, what goals for him and when do you want him to receive the money or when do you want him to cash in? Some of those things first. Um, very, very complicated. I know. I, I know. haven't made a move because I keep thinking of all these other possibilities and I don't make a move. Well, I don't think you should make a move yet. I think you should start writing down some goals. And that's Good what idea. Thank that's you what so much. Thank you, Pauline. And call us next week. We'll get you that information on the uh, vets. Okay. Dan Sater, I am so happy to have you on. Uh, <laughs> Dan, you are <laughs> Good to be on. How's it going, Dan? Yeah. You know. Uh, very good. Thanks. How was your summer? Even though we saw you, we saw you a little bit in the summer. Uh, do you think it's the end of the summer? Do you think we have a little? We <laughs> yeah, have a little it seems to be the end of the summer. I think fall's going to come on us pretty quickly. Yeah. So anyhow, Dan, you um, 
you you had a I, I have a question because I don't really know what vocal theft is and how it affects my credit. Um, can you give us some insight for that? But can you hear me? Yes, very, yes. very clearly. Ah, that's vocal theft. You see, there are uh, scammers out there that will call you and they'll say, can you hear me? And our natural response is yes. And they use that in a recording to show that you said yes to purchasing something what? or, you know, uh, agreeing to something. And it ends up costing you money. You know, Dan, I've been a victim of that. And then I call them right back. And then I can't I can't get to them. And um, wait, 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 start this <laughs> over. Wait a second. They'll call you. You Dottie. mean they call yeah. you up on the phone? Yes. Yes, and the, one of the first things they say is they say, hi, I'm Eileen, uh, Eileen or whatever it may be. Uh, can you hear me? And your first response is to say yes. What you should really say is, I can hear you clearly. That, oh that avoids you saying the word yes. But our natural inclination is to always say yes. I hope our listeners... Uh, I'm listening to this because this is news to me, 866-970-9622, if you have any questions for Dan. I mean, that is valuable because Dan's just saying that people call and say, can you hear me? And if you say yes, then they use that recording. Oh, my, so, so, so how do you answer now? So if somebody says, can you hear me? Say, I can hear you. I can you. hear you clearly. What's your question? And usually you do hear them very clearly. But just now, you and I have used that word about, about four or five <laughs> times. And if either one of these conversations were being recorded, technically, that can be uh, used by somebody who has uh, nefarious motivations. Dan, how many scams are there? There's so many scams. I mean, the other day. Oh, they're getting to be were, more and more. You know, people so are getting many. to be creative at these. Yeah, somebody called and, me yesterday. The, Daddy, uh, I don't think you sent me this email. I said, no, I would not send you an email like that. I don't know who it was. And then somebody said that somebody opened the Facebook account. On the, they just made my name. I don't, I don't know how you stop all this stuff. No, and, and it's getting more sophisticated. Um, there was, I forget what it was, but there was one uh, site that um, when somebody checked it and they, they caught the phony site, and I think it was a company called Lookout that actually caught it, uh, because they saw that some of the parameters that we don't get to see when we go onto a website or anything, they get to see the back information, you know, of how it's coded and everything else. And they compared it to the actual site, and it's almost totally identical. Most even experts would have a hard time recognizing that it was a phony copy of the actual site. So they're getting more sophisticated. But the well, so voice that's recognition. Why, yeah, so Dan, is that why it's so important to keep on checking on your credit and everything? Because you don't know what people are doing to you. I mean. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, well, that's a, that's a big thing is that everybody should at least every six months just pull up their credit report just to see if there are things on it that don't belong to them or that they don't recognize. Now, Dan, you have a new. It's so important. You have a new address, or a new website, or a new address? Well, it's it's the same website, but we remodeled it, so uh, it it looks totally different, and we have a brand new logo that we have on there. Okay, so what is it? So our listeners can hear. Our website is www.creditscoringadvisor.com. Okay, www. dot credit score advisor. 
scoring. Credit scoring. Advisor.com. We will have to post this on the site. Yes. So this way, if you're driving or you didn't catch it all, you can go to our site and get the exact. Because you really want to go on Dan's site and, and just check it. You know, I save in every four months, uh, but at, at the very least every six months. Now, you're, did you say, was it you, Dan, that said American Express now uses voice recognition or... Yeah, well, you know, in this day and age, a lot of companies are looking for ways to make it easier for customers to do business with them. And, you know, who likes constantly changing their passwords, you know? So instead of complicated passwords, a lot of companies are looking at voice recognition because your voice is considered to be unique enough to serve as an authentication of your actual identity. Unfortunately, um, this authentication... Uh, they have programs that not only fool humans, but they also trick the state-of-the-art automated speaker verification algorithms. Uh, matter of fact, researchers found that the automated systems are largely ineffective to attacks. Wait, uh, the that. average rate of rejection. Okay, just say simplify yeah. that for me. So you're saying that... Yeah, the- that they well, they have automated systems like at, at American Express, for example. Right. You know, to recognize your voice because your voice pattern is distinctive. Right. The problem is that researchers have found that the automated systems are largely ineffective, and the average rate of rejection of fake voices was under tw- ten to twenty percent for most victims. That means that the fake voices will fool eighty to ninety percent of the systems. The fake voices will fool 80 to 90 percent of the system, so therefore that's not can't be too effective if I'm hearing yeah, it correctly. Yeah, and by the way, today there exist off-the-shelf programs for voice morphing tools that can use, all it needs is a limited number of your voice samples, and in just a few minutes worth of audio of your voice, it can clone your voice and cause compromises to your security, safety, and privacy. My goodness, so mm. it could fake my voice and say some things to that yep. sound like I'm uh, saying Anything that? on social media, any auto uh, audio recordings that you made, your answering machines that you posted live videos and you spoke, um, your, your mobile phones, or actually even casual public conversations they can record. Okay, so Dan, what, do I, what does anyone do? I mean, we're living in a world where that's how people communicate. Uh, I like so. It's so dangerous. Well, there is one solution. Tell in, us. Instead of me talking like this, I can start talking like this all the time, and then if I talk like this, nobody can record me because they can't use it. <laughs> but okay. uh, actually, it's very hard. I mean, uh, the uh, recognition equipment needs to get more gets needs to get to be more sophisticated in checking out gradual things that might modify your voice from a recording to your actual voice. So done. And obviously they haven't done that well enough yet. So Dan, during the break, well, Dottie's going to practice Yeah, we her, have an uh, 11 o'clock news, so if you could just stay on and kind of just sure. finish up. So just, because that's really so interesting. Um, and gosh, it's great to have all this technology. But <laughs> there's a downside to everything. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. We'll be right back at 11 o'clock news. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 